Welcome to episode 17 of Revelant Conversations for All. This episode is called Ding Dong, the Wicked Witch. So here we are, day three. It'll be day four by the time everyone listens to this podcast of waiting for voting results. It's been nerve-wracking. Just the thought of the current sitting president having extended time to further destroy this nation to separate individuals and to let us not forget, overlook, and downplaying of the current pandemic has been frightening. Right. I mean, let, let's even see how the violence of the 45 followers is handled. Let's even look to see if there are quote-unquote gatherings outside of the counting centers are even defined as being riots. Never. No. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, again, you know, yeah. that, that is blatantly, again, that, that imbalance of what happens yeah. in this nation, which the world, by the way, is now seeing clearly what is happening in this nation. people are still sitting on edge because, I mean, think about the situation when all of this started back in 2016, when we all thought this was a shoo-in, you know, that 45 was not going to win. Some of us even went to bed satisfied. Okay, this is over and woke up the next day to be quite surprised that 45 was in control. So one of those people was me. Yeah, it was me as well. So, um, it's not over until the fat lady sings, so to speak. Um, right. You know what? Okay, count every vote. Yeah. One at a time so that you can see that you are not wanted here. Yeah, and you know what? On the, I'm, I'm really conflicted, whereas um, I want every vote counted, but when it becomes clear that there is no numerical way that this ground can be made up, when the votes are at 99% and you have 40,000 votes to make up, mm-hmm. call it. Well, that is, that is what, yeah, that is what's done under normal circumstances. However, this is not a normal circumstance. We're not yeah. dealing with a quote-unquote normal individual. So, therefore, I, count every vote. Count I, I, every vote. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Never not count every vote because in the end, even if they call it tonight, tomorrow, they won't have every single vote counted because we have provisional ballots. We have uh, ballots coming in from the military, from overseas. You know, everything will not be counted by the time they call it. But I'm saying when it's numerically impossible, go ahead, call it, continue to count, but call it because I need this bright, shiny object taken from in front Well, well, yes, they will definitely call it. 
they will cut it off at a certain point, just as you are saying, because that is typically what happens in an election to begin with. But counting the votes will dispel all the lawsuits that 45 have prepared prior to the actual election. So, yeah, call the winner and then let him burn out and, and choose to focus on the counting of all these votes, which will keep him out of trouble for the next couple of months because he is a vindictive individual and he would love nothing more than to go back and cause more damage. So, you know, that's something else that, that we need to be patient with in terms of this is just a four year term. What 45 has done is turn back years of hard work and it's going to take years to rebuild relationships with other countries. It's going to take years to rebuild the relationships within this country itself. So we cannot sit back and expect that all of this is going to be handled in four years. We have to be fair about it. You know, so, so we don't want people to be disillusioned about that. And some will be, but, um, you know, the Christmas miracle right. before, you know, before years are up. And I totally agree with that because, you know, prior to um, 45 getting into office, there was work to be done. Yes. And now we have to go back and fix the stuff that he turned around that was, you know, working and needed to be built upon. But now we have to go back, fix this stuff, and then move on with the work that needed to be done even when 45 went into office. That's correct. So, um, but, you know, the, the one thing that I can say about this experience is that it brought so many things to light for people who otherwise would have gone oblivious yes. had some of the events that they witnessed during this uh, presidential term mm-hmm. and with this administration that would have all, you know, otherwise the the disparities and the things that needed to be fixed would have gone, you know, like unnoticed and unaddressed. Unaddressed. And now, mm-hmm. fortunately, um, it looks like we're going to get an administration into what into the White House who will have empathy and understanding about what needs to be done and, you know, get upon the job of doing it. Now, our party, when they announce and declare uh, the presumptive president-elect, which I will wholeheartedly believe will be Biden and uh, Harris as a team, but when after that is done, then I turn around and I'm shooting out expectations. Hey, you're in, you know, we put you in for a reason, you know, bring the country together. Yes, your speeches are nice, but now we need you to get to work, to work on all of these other things, including the pandemic, which is setting new records as far as infections every day. Yeah. So,
of my time even put in the work in order to get things done. But, you know, we need more than lip service. And Absolutely, I, we do. And we, and we need to give them that time to get in there and um, be safe. Because, yeah. again, we know that um, there are going to be remaining militias who will look to do harm to those Absolutely. newly in place. Um, you know, we still also have to deal with the Senate and having control within the Senate. And we also still have to deal with that Amy Coney Barrett. Um, and, and much, and much of all of what needs to be done cannot be done without bipartisanship. So, um, this is not going to be a red or blue thing in terms of fixing this. This is going to require complete cooperation in order to clean up. And if it is true that everyone wants this nation to be a great nation, then that is what is going to have to happen. Um, I mean, in terms of the pandemic alone, we have been removed out of the WHO, the World Health Organization, by 45. We need to be a part of that just as much as we need to be a part of the United Nations because the resolution of this virus will not take place without the entire world working together to resolve it. So um, weapons will have to be put to the side. And a solution will have to be found because we, we are not the only ones experiencing this virus. As we saw through all of the chaos that's been happening with the election, we see that it's popping back up in places in Europe and other countries. So um, this is a global effort and we cannot stand on the side and pretend that nothing is happening or pretend that this is a hoax or pretend that herd immunity is going to fix everyone. We need to be active participants. In yeah, resolution, instead of there. being part of the problem. Let's just put that out there, that herd immunity only kills millions of people. Um, yeah. We can try that when, uh, you know, in the spring, when the virus was just, you know, getting a hold of the world. And then they quickly had to move away from that theory because they found that it doesn't work. So we have a test case out, out there already. That herd immunity doesn't work. And these fools that 45 has put in the White House as advisors instead of listening listening to sound medical and infectious disease advice, he chooses to listen to these theories that allowed him to ignore the virus when he found that, you know, a couple of press conferences saying that it was going away wasn't working. Right. So, you know, obviously that stuff, yes, for sure. That's that's first because there's no country to govern if everyone is dead. Oh, so, absolutely. And then there's no point of an economy if everyone is dead, right? So, you know, if you notice, everyone that 45 selected to put into these offices and these positions had zero experience in the areas that they were selected for. So... On top of everything else that needs to be resolved, there is a cleaning process that has to take place. Uh The dirt needs to be swept up and thrown in the trash, basically. Um, But I have a question for you. Okay. Why why would 45 not put people who have experience into the, no experience, into these positions when he had no experience at 
governing or being president. He felt like, hey, I think I'm doing a good job. Maybe they will too. Well, um, I think it was more of a power of position where he could dictate to them what they were to do, which is what he did. Um, he wanted to have full control over these people. So, um, you know, you, you get a bunch of knuckleheads and you put them in a room and they sit back and they wait for you to tell them what to do. And that's basically what happened. 45 and his ragtag team. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they made a mockery of this country. They made a mess of this country. And I'm not claiming that this country was perfect prior to this because it was far from perfect. We were just talking about the whole point of of not even being able to vote. Black people not being able to vote until 1965. So that wasn't too long ago at all. But so there was there was always that underlying factor of racism that directed and guided the decisions made in this country. Right. But that's not It's so, not far removed at all. It's, it's not. You know, so there's a lot of cleaning. And again, that brings us back to, you know, it, it's going to take more than four years. So as a people now, we need to be patient in terms of understanding that this is a big mess. And in order to clean up a big mess, it's going to take some time. So what took 45, four years to destroy may take 12 years to, to reinstate in goodness. Um, and then, and, and all along the way, while dealing with racism and discrimination and, and, and right to life, you know, so right to choose, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, I don't want for people to think that that was the end of the job to get Biden and Harris into office and whoever we elect to Congress as well. That's not the end. No. We no. also have to make it clear that there's accountability on the back end Absolutely. in order to make sure that, you know, this work is being worked on diligently and that it's not just about, hey, you know, the special interests and and things that have to be taken care of. I know there will be deals that have to be made, but, you know, be patient, but be vigilant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of their overwhelming jobs will be to restore democracy and to revise the rules that govern democracy because that was made a mockery of during these four years as well. So um, we, we really need to look at the Constitution, in my opinion. When you have a document that requires so much amending, perhaps that's an indication that it's time to revamp it, to look at it. It was written during a time that was suitable when there were maybe 50 people in the United States. But however, there are numerous people now of numerous different backgrounds, numerous different cultures, and the Constitution does not speak to all people as being considered equal. So that in itself, should be the foundation of rebuilding or reconstructing what we want this nation to be. So maybe we do need a second phase of reconstruction, where now we're looking people, looking at people more on an equitable plane. Absolutely. Um, I think that's 
situation where we're not sold out by our government. Right. Because that's what happened in the first Reconstruction phase after slavery that happened in the South. The Southerners were upset because um, they felt like people were gaining, other people were gaining too much power, and they didn't want that to happen. So in order for, again, look at this, the economy to stay on track, Washington knew that they had to work with the South, so they turned a blind eye to everything that started to happen, the Ku Klux Klan, all of these other groups that went through on their terrorist acts, and, um, you know, this is what ushered in the Jim Crow era of the the late 1800s and through the uh, mid-1900s, so we just really need to start from scratch, you know, kind of, and, you know, a lot of people disagree, almost as if slavery was just abolished again, and everyone is going to be on an equal playing field this time with the backing of the U.S. government to make sure that that playing field gets equal and remains equal. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and it needs to be reinforced that the law applies to all, whether that be criminal or otherwise. So you cannot have people of different shades committing different crimes and being treated differently for those crimes or not even being um, acknowledged as having committed those crimes. If we are going to talk about all people, and that's another thing, it says all men. Let, let's expand that. Let's say all humans so that we are all inclusive. Um, if we are all to be looked upon as being equal, then let's make it so. Um, the law clearly shows that we are not equal. When we do everyday things, it shows that we're not equal. If we go to buy homes, we see the discrepancies in buying homes. We see the discrepancies in education. We see the discrepancies in healthcare. So if you really want to make this a great nation... Again, we need to start redistributing everything, the resources that we have, so that we do have equitable means for everyone to be equal. I don't care what shade you are. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care how you identify. We are all equal. And it's time that we need to become equal. And plenty of time and plenty of energy was spent on dividing everyone let's yep. spend time in uniting everyone so and okay i just need to go back to one fact because i know we're almost out of time but there was one thing that you just said with mm-hmm. regard to equality and buying homes and a fact that i wanted to put out equitable, the equitable means. Mm-hmm. um when we talk about credit scores um
for you, their credit score affects your credit score. Not by huge amounts, but you get where I'm going, whereas these machines and the programs, the apps that have been put together in order to try to um, make credit scoring unbiased mm-hmm. can be biased for you based on the area that you live in, um, potentially, we all know the middle two numbers of the social security number identifies your race. So right there, there's, you know, bias. So yeah. it's, the system is uh, kind of predetermined in order to keep certain groups down, certain areas down. So we really have to be aware of that in order to ask, uh, to know what to ask to have changed and what we need to overcome. Sure, sure. You know, um, it always baffles me because uh, one of the spirited calls, if you will, is often to build a strong nation. But doesn't it make sense to educate everyone fairly and equally to have a strong nation? Doesn't it make sense to provide health care that is equitable to all in order to have a strong nation? I mean, you know, it it seems quite contradictory, you know, like a huge contradiction to, to say, oh, we want this great nation. But sometimes, often, the people who are saying that are only talking about certain people. Right. You can't build a nation just based on certain people. The past four years, if it hasn't taught us anything, it should have taught us that. In order to build a great nation, you need to look at all your people. You need to treat all of your people fairly, equally, and provide the equitable means to do so. Absolutely. A nation divided cannot stand, right? Absolutely. So, let us hope that we receive official word this evening so we can sigh some relief. And go and... Yeah, and get some sleep and go ahead and count your votes. Take as long as you want to recount those votes and stop wasting taxpayers' dollars by throwing out these lawsuits and taking everything to the Supreme Court because everything doesn't deserve to go to Supreme Court. So let's stop it right there. Let's stop the tantrums. Let's be a grown-up and handle the loss and keep it moving and let's start building this nation. Because even those 45 supporters, if they are truly interested in building this nation, then they should even recognize the fact that they need to get off their high horse and start working together because that's the only way this is gonna happen. This is the only way it's gonna be a great nation. Otherwise, when this is over, they're gonna go back to their poor places well, they're going to go back to their 1% and they'll be pretty happy, I'm sure, those 1%ers. But soon they'll be taken. That tax break that they've been getting will disappear. Yeah. And maybe they won't be so happy. Well, you know what? The 1%ers are only using these supporters that we see on the news and in the street as puppets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're stepping stones. They're going to be pulled by the people above or the 1%er. And they think that they're fighting for something, but they're being used. Yes. So, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that uh, these people were out here promoting violence and everything, I would actually feel a little sorry for them. But right 
right now. I just wish they'd go today. Yeah, yeah, they do need to sit down. And um, again, back to what I had said earlier in this broadcast, um, let's see how their responses are being handled. Let's see how their responses are being labeled. Because the threat has been known for quite some time because he placed this whistle call officially, um, particularly in certain areas, back during the first debate. And he's done it prior to that as well. Um, so that would have given authorities plenty of time to build up the security needed to handle such a situation. So let us all hope that those forces are in place to handle this situation. Above all things, of course, I would like to see a peaceful transition, but I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see that. Um... I say just put them out the front door and, and let the people have their way. <laughs> That's what I say. Well, you know, I, I fully expect that it will be having a flight somewhere, maybe somewhere that begins with an R. Perhaps, uh, perhaps, perhaps. But then he'll have to come back to stand trial. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know that we have extradition with them or if they would even abide by it if we did. Well, hey, write it in. Just like he wrote things in, write it in. But seriously, um, we still have somewhat of a, a nerve-wracking time. <clears throat> we do need to find out the official call of this, and then we have to address the aftermath as a nation. Um, many of those people who came out to do harm, we see you. We know who yeah. you are. The world sees you. The world knows who you are. Um you put yourselves out there. You came out of the dark into the light. Right. Um, so now you'll have to deal with the repercussions of that, whether it's, you know, criminal charges or what uh-huh. have you. But um, I suggest you hold your peace so that others will hold their peace so that this transition can go as smoothly as possible and we can get back to rebuilding this nation so that we can begin to give everyone what they deserve equally, fairly, and equitably. So, hopefully next week this time, (laughs) we'll be talking about something completely different. (laughs) Right, right. Be prepared, because we have no idea what to talk about Oh my goodness. Well, you know, there, there are some very good and interesting things that we can talk about. But um, And we'll still have tidbits of what's happening politically, but I am hopeful in that it will be all on a positive note, or for the most part, on a positive note. Well, you know, COVID will still be here. COVID so. will still be here, yes. yes. But hopefully we can say... We're moving in a better direction because now it is, it is the CDC has been revamped in who is heading that, let's say. Well, I'm hoping this is what we can talk about. And we have a new plan of action and everyone is going to work towards eradicating this. Yes. So. Fingers crossed over here. Fingers crossed, toes crossed, braids, <laughs> everything crossed. <laughs> Well, 
Thank you for joining us for yet another episode. Um, Hopefully, we will be gathering again next week to have a more enlightening conversation of the possibilities of good things happening. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.